welcome to the seventh episode of Slice of Crime. I'm Josh, and I'm with Bianca. Yeah, hi, it's Bianca. So for the seventh episode, we are going to talk about um, the pizza bomber or the collar bomber case, which is actually Josh's idea. So Josh, what made you uh, think of this case? Like, what made you so interested in this case? Well, I first learned about this case uh, in a series on Netflix, which was Evil Genius. I think the mystery surrounding it, the case... Uh, really made me interested in it. Lalo na yung if Brian Wells is an active participant or not. Yeah, but dun sa documentary on Netflix, I think they focus more dun sa buhay ng suspects, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not really so much on the victim, victim himself, Mm-mm. Brian Wells himself. But yeah, like what you said, I'm also interested more in talking about whether or not Brian Wells is just a victim or if he was an active participant in this entire heist. Yeah. Yeah. So again, this is the story of the Pizza Bomber or the Collar Bomber case. And the story started on the afternoon of August 8, 2003, when a middle-aged man named Brian Wells walked inside the PNC Bank in Erie, Pennsylvania. So when Brian Wells walked inside the bank, he has a short cane on his right hand. And strangely, he has a weird bulge under his white shirt on the neck part, which is already weird in itself. And then after nga pumasok ng bank, Brian fall in line and he politely wait for his turn to transact with the teller. And when he is face-to-face with the teller, he handed her an envelope with a note inside. So the note inside the envelope says, Gather employees with access codes to vault and work fast to fill bag with $250,000. You only have 15 minutes. And then after showing this note and after the teller um, read it, Brian lifted his shirt to reveal a heavy box-like device wrapped around his neck. So, yung weird bulge under his white shirt on the neck part, it's actually a bomb. It is the collar bomb. That's why this case has been tagged the collar mm-hmm. bomber. And the cane that he has with him isn't an ordinary cane. It's actually a shotgun this guy's only as a harmless cane. So, how was he able to get into the bank? Parang he looks suspicious kagad, di ba? Kasi he has something bulging sa neck niya. Yeah. yeah like what like, I... Is the security isn't that tight dati? Yeah, kasi... It, it, yeah, but it hap- this happened in 2003 lang. So it's recently lang. I don't know, not recently, but 2003. That's not a long time ago. Yeah, parang how did he get in without drawing attention? Diba? Yeah, without drawing attention to himself. Like, I, I mean, here in the Philippines, when you go to banks... Lagging my guards na nakabantay sa pintuan, right? Yeah. And most of the time, sila pa yung magbubukas ng door for you. So, I don't know what's up mm-hmm. with this bank. But even though Brian Wells was looking suspicious with obviously a bomb or like something weird sa neck part niya, he was still able... He was still able to get inside the bank. But anyways, so after... So uh, so obviously, Brian was there to rob the bank. And when the teller, the teller realized this, she alerted the people inside the bank. And some of the customers naman were, were quickly instructed to leave the bank. The teller then told Brian that she cannot open the vault at this time and was only able to give $8,700 two dollars in cash 
So that's um, a very small amount compared doon sa $250,000 na Brian is originally asking for, right? But still, even though he was at least $240,000 short, Brian left the bank. Ha, sumakay siya sa car niya and then drove off. But he didn't get too far kasi obviously after the robbery bank employees and other customers quickly called the police they alerted the police and within minutes state troopers responded on the scene brian was then spotted at a nearby parking lot standing outside his car they quickly arrested him and while sitting on the pavement brian told the police that there is a bomb around his neck at first police didn't believe na brian was telling the truth about the bomb something like that Kasi you cannot really see ano yung under his shirt unless you cut it. So they only realized na, yeah, fuck, this is a bomb when they cut yung side ng shirt ni Brian Wells. Wait, ba kaya siya nakapasok sa bank? Oh, oh yeah, that makes sense. Kasi hindi din pala siya halata under the shirt. Pero, ano, you know, parang depende din kasi if you're a guard sa bank. Yeah. Based on my experience, parang they're super strict. Banks, wala ba silang metal detectors or something? Ah, uh, wala. Hindi ata lahat ng branches. Hindi lahat ng banks. Well, wala pa ako napupuntahang branch na may metal detector sa ano. Yeah, actually ako rin. But like, I was thinking na maybe sa states, they have that shit. But obviously, they don't have that kind of oh, yeah. shit. But yeah, but yeah, that's a good point. That maybe... Uh, when you see Brian Wells, you just think that maybe this guy has a disability, kaya he has like a brace around his neck, something like that. Oh maybe, yeah, a neck brace. Yeah, oh, maybe man. it looks like that lang, no? Maybe it looks like a neck brace lang. Like you wouldn't even think that it's a bomb, but it's a bomb. So, anyways, after police realize that it's a bomb, nga, they quickly isolate Brian, leaving him sitting on the pavement with a bomb around his neck. Of course, at this time, police called uh, a bomb squad na. Kasi, of course, they need to contain the bomb. They need to make sure that it's not gonna explode. It's not gonna hurt anyone. And while sitting on the pavement, waiting for the bomb squad to arrive, Brian told the police that a group of black guys jumped him and put the, bam- the bomb around his neck and forced him to rob the PNC bank. So, yun yung sinabi ni Brian na there were, uh, there's this group of black guys who forced me to rob the bank and stuff like that. And Brian kept telling the police to look in his car where they would find instructions on how to retrieve the key for the bomb. Brian begged and begged for the police to get the key, claiming that the bomb around, around his neck would go off anytime soon. But, Unfortunately, yung police at this time, they're not, I don't know, yung bomb squad at this time, it's just unfortunate na medyo malayo sila doon sa scene where all this is happening. So, a few minutes later, wala pa rin bomb squad. Uh, the bomb around Brian's neck started emitting loud and rapid beeping noises. It's like very similar with... Like a ticking bomb. It's literally the sound of a ticking bomb. So, according to police, this is according to police, and yeah, according to police, the moment na nag-start mag-emit ng ticking bomb noises, yung bomb, Brian's demeanor changed. Kasi at first daw, he was calm. It was like trying to talk to the police lang, ganyan, ganyan. But when, yun nga, 
when the bomb started ticking, he became more panicky and anxious and he has the right to be because a few min- a few more minutes later, the bomb around Brian's neck exploded, leaving a five inch gash on his neck on his chest, killing him within seconds. So yeah, actually I saw the video of the bomb exploding. Yeah, it's it's on the documentary Diba. Yeah. That's parang yung bomb din. It was super tightly. It was tightly wrapped around his neck. Na to the point that they had to decapitate him to remove the collar. I'm not sure if they did that to preserve yung collar nung yung collar nung bomb. Uh-huh. Or super tight lang talaga na hindi nila maalis. Ah. Okay. That's so ganun siya ka ganun siya ka tight like ganun ka grabe yung paglagay ng bomb around his neck yeah either that or siguro ayaw nila masira yung evidence kasi they can use it as evidence diba ah uh, yeah i think it has something to do with that but dun sa footage right dun sa footage it's you can see it nga dun sa documentary called evil genius on netflix you can see talaga yung pagsabog eh yeah few min- few seconds later literally it exploded and you can see blood as in red something exploding sa camera and then yung body ni Brian Wells wala napahiga na lang siya sa pavement yeah she died within seconds diba yeah died within seconds and this uh everything na nangyari was covered on live television doon sa local news here in this uh here in this area so anyways so yeah here we have Brian Wells um, so here, may isip natin na maybe this is a hostage. Like, this guy is a hostage who was only forced to rob a bank, right? But yeah, so now, at this point, it's important, of course, to talk about Brian Wells. Like, you know, talk about what he's like before he died, something like that. So Brian Wells is actually a 47-year-old guy living alone with his three cats. So he worked as a pizza delivery guy for Mamma Mia's Pizzeria for 10 years. So, for 10 years, he was a pizza delivery guy. So, he was described as a shy and simple guy. And according to his boss, the dun sa owner no pizzeria, he is a responsible and reliable employee. According dun sa landlady ni Brian Wells, he is the quote-unquote perfect tenant. Doesn't get in any kind of trouble and only keeps to himself. Like, really quiet guy, really timid guy. According to them, that's the kind of uh, guy Brian Wells was. So, Brian's boss, on the other hand, reported that Brian only called in late once for work. The reason is the death of his cat. So imagine for 10 years, you're working in this pizzeria and once ka lang na late. I mean, what can... What, yeah. So, yeah, what can you say about our Brian Wells guy? Maybe the people resp- who were responsible for the heist was watching Brian as a candidate. Kasi parang he's such a good person that you wouldn't think na he would do something like this. It's not... It's possible na hindi random yung pinili nila to carry out the crime that they want to do. Na napili lang siya cuz he seems like the perfect candidate to to carry out this plan. Yeah, he seems like you know, he's uh, timid and since he's been working doon nga sa pizza parlor for a long time, he already has um a schedule na sinusunod, like a routine. He already has a routine. So yeah, it's possible na the people behind this heist they were really following Brian Wells even like 
I don't know, probably months or even weeks before the actual heist, right? So Brian Wells, he was um, nakita siya ng community as this guy na you know, simple guy who just happened to be the victim. So a lot of people sympathize with Brian and with his entire family, which I think at first that's what you would think, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. The morning before his death, as usual, Brian comes into work, and at 1:31 p.m., according to the boss ni Brian Wells, a delivery call came in. So the owner of the pizza shop was the one to pick up the call. At first, he couldn't understand the address that the customer is saying over the phone. That's why he handed the phone to Brian, who surprisingly enough was able to understand what the customer is saying. So according to Brian. Brian, according to Brian, the customer wants two large pizzas and to be delivered at 8631 Pitch Street. With this, Brian left the store to deliver the pizzas to the said address. And next thing, next thing we knew, Brian is dead. So that's the last. That's the last time someone. Uh, that's the last time na nakita ng boss ni Brian na buhay siya. That's very wrong sentencing, but yeah. This is a little suspicious, Bianca. Kasi diba, he was supposed to time out already. Pero, baka kasi he's such a good employee na, it's okay, I'll take, uh, I mean, I'll do this kahit mag-out na ako. Pero yung part kasi na ano, na he understood yung hindi maintindihan ng manager niya, para mamaya it's just a signal to let him know na, hey, we're gonna go through with this plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but at first nga, dito pa lang, dito sa part na to, hindi pa fully developed yung theory or yung suspicion na maybe Brian Wells is involved in the heist, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah, but yeah, definitely we'll talk about that later. So anyways, yeah, after Brian's death, going back dun sa patay na body ni Brian, the police quickly retrieved the bomb for investigation, just like what you said earlier, Joshua. And at first glance, the the bomb looks like a giant handcuff. Like, literally, a giant handcuff na nakakabit sa neck ni Brian Wells. And it was described as a marvel of DIY design and construction. So, yeah, it had been built using professional tools, according to police. What do you think of that? I think the, the one who made the bomb... Isn't really fucking around. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He he probably has access to a lot of machine tools, machine shop stuff. Yeah, because according to the investigators, this is a very a uh, bomb made by someone who has the knowledge to make bombs. So you know here na when they put that bomb around Brian's neck, they're not really fucking around. So anyways, but the bomb is not the only piece of interesting evidence that police was able to recover. They also found nine pages of handwritten notes addressed to the bomb hostage. So the bomb hostage, obviously, that was uh, in reference to Brian Wells. So the note, it includes detailed instructions on how Brian would rob the PNC bank. He was also tasked to complete a set of instructions to find various keys and combinations hidden throughout uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. So, andon yung threat na if you don't do this, we're gonna make the bomb around your neck explode and we're gonna kill you. Andon yung threat na yon sa note. But also, merong mga instructions na 
it's like a scavenger hunt. Yun yung yun yung nangyari dun sa note. It's like uh, the note is telling Brian, go here first, and then you're gonna find clues, and then that that clue would lead you to your next next destination. And eventually, if you finish this uh quote unquote scavenger hunt, you will find the key and matatapos na, you're gonna be freed from the bomb around your neck. So, dun sa pinakahuling part ng note, meron daw nakasulat na act now, think later, or you will die. Yeah. So, that's the note found on Brian Wells's car. So, it's like a scavenger hunt. This sounds like it took a lot of planning. Parang, it has a complex piece of instruction complete with illustrations and detailed maps, diba? Yeah. So, here you can see na, Organized talaga yung people behind the heist. Parang they're really serious about this. Yeah, they were able to make a really good bomb. And at the same time, they were able to um, organize the scavenger hunt with very detailed instructions found on the note, right? Yeah. This, parang this heist really took a lot of time. Then. Yeah. Parang it really took a lot of planning also, if you look at it. Parang they're not really fucking around. Like, kung sino man yung behind sa heist na to, it's obvious that they really need the money. They really want the money. Actually, when police arrested Brian Wells, he is already on his way to the second location of the scavenger hunt, which is a flower bed outside a McDonald's. But he was arrested before he can reach the second set of clues. And police, sila yung nag-continue ng scavenger hunt na Brian Wells wasn't able to continue. And when they checked nga yung flower bed outside this particular McDonald's, they found set of instructions that led them to a small road sign. According to the instructions, they're gonna find the next set of clue inside a jar near a road sign. But when police went to this location, they were able to find the jar, but it was already empty. Mm, so I think the mastermind or masterminds didn't really take into consideration that uh, someone might call the police. Actually, someone will call the police after Brian robbed the bank, diba? Tapos yung instructions nila is nasa public place where pwedeng makakuhan attention si Brian. So, medyo hindi sila ganun ka-organized. Siguro they were expecting it to go perfectly. Parang kasi, it's weird, diba? Na yung people behind this thing was able to come up with a complex bomb. Kailangan talaga ng planning and everything. Pati yung notes na ginawa nila. Pero hindi nila in-anticipate na kung ano pwede mangyari paglabas ni Brian ng bank. Of course, that bank tellers or people around them will call the police, di ba? Tapos, when the police arrived, di ba, empty yung jar. Possible na they were watching Brian. Nung nakita nila siguro na huli ng police, pumunta na kagad sila to get the evidence out. It was actually written dun sa note na they are watching him closely. Yeah, so I think that would explain bakit wala nang nahanap na clues yung mga police dun sa jar. Right. Pero wait lang, Bianca. Saan yung delivery address na yung tinawag ah, kanina? Ah, yeah. The delivery address. So, the police checked yung delivery address nga. It's um 8631 Pitch Street, right? So, pagpunta nila doon sa address na yun, they found out na the address isn't that of a house. The address is actually uh, an old TV transmission tower site in the wooded area sa Pitch Street. And... 
when they uh, went to that place, they found shoe marks and tire marks consistent with Brian's shoes and car. So, doon nila na-establish na, yeah, whoever put the ne- the bomb around Brian's neck, dito sila, dito, dito, dito sa transmission tower na to, sila nagkita. Or this is where Brian Wells saw them. So, yeah. But other than that, there were no other clues. Remember, kanina, Brian was claiming na a group of black men jumped him and tried, uh, blo- jumped him and put the bomb around his neck, right? There were zero signs, no clues, no evidence na there is a group of black men who jumped Brian Wells. So, aside from that, there's only one house near the tower. So, here you can see na it's a really uh, really secluded area. Na it's not the part of Peach Street where a lot of people would go to, a lot of people would pass by. So, Joshua, since earlier, I said na the mystery around this case is really on whether or not Brian Wells uh, was an active participant or a hostage in this bank heist. So now, we are going to talk about yung mga weird actions na ginawa ni Brian Wells during and after the heist. Joshua? Yeah, well, first off, yung he accepted the delivery kahit end of his shift na. That raised a lot of suspicions, right? Yeah, that was... Also, when he entered the bank, he was super calm. And according to one witness, he, when he walked past Brian, diba, and after he declared robbery, Brian didn't even bat an eye. Parang he's really not nervous yeah, or anything. Which is weird because if you're a hostage and if there's a bomb around your neck and if yung nang hostage sayo is asking you to rob a bank, it's impossible to act calm, to not act scared or nervous right yeah, yeah. exactly that was when he uh, when the teller gave brian the money he was holding the bag and the cane like charlie chaplin oh yeah this was described by one of the witnesses right one of i think one of the customers oh yeah one of the inside witnesses. the bank so yeah. parang you don't really get this impression that Brian is a hostage who is scared for his life. Yeah, parang ano, a willing participant. Yeah, these are like the actions that would tell you na yeah, maybe this guy is a willing participant. So what else? What else, Josh? Lastly, the weirdest thing that he done na for me, eh, na weirdest thing that he did was before leaving the bank, kumuha muna siya ng lollipop to suck on it while walking out. Like I just robbed this bank before going out, I'm going to get a lollipop. I don't know, baka si yeah, but I think this um this image of Brian Wells living the bank with while sucking on a lollipop, you can see it all over the internet. Like when you search for the color bomber case, this is a one of the first pictures that you're gonna see talaga. And yun nga. And this is one of the most um this is this when people saw this, when police saw this CCTV footage, right, they quickly realized na, yeah, maybe Brian Wells is not a victim. They may, like, they kind of realized na, maybe he is part of this entire heist. Also, when the police arrested him, haba nakaupo siya, di talaga siya mukhang takot eh. I don't know, is he just really that calm? Pero, kasi kinabahan din siya when something started to be. Yeah, like, uh, according as the police, diba? he wasn't scared at first. Like he w- he was calmly talking to them, pa. But when the bomb started ticking, that's when he started panicking, lang. Yeah, because it would take a lot of composure to be that calm when there's a live bomb around your neck that could go off at any moment. Yun nga, parang 
how can you be this calm if if you know na your life would be in danger? Na you can die any minute. Parang you can only be that calm if you know that this bomb wouldn't hurt me. <laughs> Parang dun nga papasok yung theory na maybe at first Brian Wells is not aware na totoo yung na totoo yung bomb. Na realize niya lang na oh shit, this bomb is real when it started ticking. Yeah. So what else? What is the final um weird thing na Brian Wells did or say? I think yung ano when the police didn't find any evidence na prove yung statement niya na six black men jumped him and forced him to wear the collar bomb. And to rob yeah, because this is um this is one of the first thing na sinabi ni Brian Wells sa police, right? Na a group of black men uh-huh. forced me to wear this bomb and to rob the bank. And until now, unt- until alam mo yun, natapos na yung investigation lahat-lahat, literally wala silang nahanap na any evidence na merong sick na merong black men who jumped him. Yeah. And he doesn't look roughed up. Yeah, so if six black men jumped you but diba? he still looks calm and happy so i don't know yeah sucking on a lollipop while leaving the bank that doesn't scream hostage to me that screams like it's gonna it's giving me this idea na he's part of it he's part of the robbery because he's confident na he's this confident that the bomb is not gonna explode yeah and yeah with that nga, police theorize that brian is part of the heist so dito nagsimula yung speculation na brian wells is part of the heist but um according to the police maybe yung bomb around his neck would serve as alibi if ever he get caught kasi nga diba Kanina, we talk about how Brian Wells is this guy na mabait, doesn't do... Like, wala siyang record. Wala siyang any violent record, violent past, uh-huh. any criminal record, right? So, that's what they were thinking. And yun nga, also, it's possible daw na Brian doesn't know na the bomb is real until the moment it started ticking na and eventually um, it exploded, causing him to die. So, so yeah, that's um the speculation on the participation of Brian Wells. So nothing significant happened on this case until September 20, 2003. So that's um over a month, almost or over a month after Brian Wells's death. So literally the police has no clue kung sino yung mastermind nito. But on until yun nga, September 20, 2003, a guy named Bill Rothstein called the police. He told the police that he has a dead body in his house inside a freezer. So here we have a murder confession by a guy named Bill Rothstein. So according to him, the body belongs to a guy named James Roden. When police interviewed Bill, he said that he didn't kill James Roden. So, sabi niya, he's not the one who killed the dead body on his freezer. According to him, it's actually her ex-fiancé named Marjorie Deal Armstrong. And according to Bill's story, James is Marjorie's ex-boyfriend. And when she killed him, she asked Bill to keep the body in a freezer in his house. So, according to Bill, nagilti lang siya when Marjorie asked her or asked him to put the dead body on the ice grinder. And yeah, so I just rumbled on a confession on a murder. So this would, of course, make you ask, how is this connected to the Brian Wells case? At first, literally zero connection. Like, 
walang nag-iisip na disconnected to the Brian Wells case. As in wala. Until Bill Rothstein told them, told the police na he left a suicide note on a drawer in his house. And when police check his house, they found, uh, yun nga, they found the dead body. But mas naging interesting yung nahanap nilang suicide note ni Bill Rothstein because on the suicide note yung unang-unang sentence na nakasulat it says this has nothing to do with the Wells case and with that that's a very weird thing to say it's like no one is saying na it has something to do with the Wells case. So, it's very bizarre, very weird na you're gonna find that sentence, a suicide note ng isang guy who isn't even a suspect. He's not even a suspect. If Bill didn't write that line on the suicide note, I don't think the police would think na it's connected to the Brian Wells case. Yeah. Because literally, they didn't think that it's connected. They just think that ah, this is some guy confessing a murder. They only connected it when they found the note. So, sobrang bobo nito sa part ni Bill Rothstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's how the police ended up with the first suspect on the Brian Wells case. And the first suspect being Bill Rothstein. Wait. I think, what if he wasn't the one who wrote the suicide note? What if it was Marjorie? Tapos he's, she just used that to maybe get Bill Rothstein as a scapegoat. Ah, uh, yeah. But, Josh, I think they made like a hand an, a handwriting analysis naman on the suicide note. Okay. Or maybe, since Bill, Bill Rothstein is really smart and he's gonna kill himself anyway, parang he wrote that. Para magkaroon ng idea yung police. Yeah, but it wouldn't it be easier to just tell them na, Uy, this is Marjorie. He's responsible for the heist. Wouldn't it, that be easier instead of writing a suicide note with a very busy, bizarre line sa beginning? Baka kasi hindi na siya maging ganun ka, ano eh. Baka kasi shrug off siya ng police. Kasi if you, parang if you go straight to the point na, eh, hey, it's Marjorie who did it. Masabi ng police, Ah, ginawa niya lang to kasi inutusan siya ni Marjorie dun sa ex niya, ba? Eh, pero pag sinabi niya ng parang, ano lang, low-key lang na, this is not connected. Parang subtle lang. Oh, parang, yeah. that shows na he's really intelligent, diba? Yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good analysis of that. See, I didn't think of that, to be honest. So anyways, going back to Bill Rothstein. So just like what you said, Josh, this guy is a very intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. He was described as a highly intelligent guy. He is multilingual. He is also very eloquent. And aside from that, aside from being a very intelligent guy, he is also a, a hoarder. So he was a known hoarder. Bill Rothstein is this really smart guy. And he used to be an engineer. And get this, he worked as a high school teacher teaching introduction to mechanics. So he is an engineer, merong um, knowledge on mechanics. So this is screaming someone who can do a bomb, someone who can make a bomb. Yeah. And remember, Kanina, I said something that there's only one house located near the pizza delivery address where Brian was supposed to deliver the two pizzas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Bill Rothstein's house. Oh. But uh, at first, they didn't make hindi hindi ginawang hindi naging suspect si Bill Rothstein kasi literally it's just they think na it's just um it just so happened that this guy's house is near the 
delivery address. It's it's near pero hindi kasi siya walking distance. Uh-uh. Ganon yung distance niya. But it's near and it's it, the only house na malapit doon sa um, abandoned or old uh, transmission tower. So anyways, what do you think of that, Joshua? It's kind of dumb to use that address. Kasi if you're one of the masterminds, tapos bahay mo lang yung pinakamalapit doon sa address na ginamitan mo nung, I mean, yung fake address. Parang wouldn't it give ano uh vibes na parang oh maybe this guy is connected to this diba nga sabi kasi sabi lang natin kanina na this guy is a, is a very intelligent guy so yeah, what maybe happened here maybe it's right? also a part of his plan siguro if kasi mamaya pwede naman pala na if you put yung kind of address na ganun malapit ka pwede mong i-deny na ah baka sumakto lang or something like that coincidence i mean walang It's just all circumstantial evidence. So, kahit malapit siya doon sa tower, it's not enough to have him as a suspect. But that's our that's only our first suspect. We have the second suspect, really interesting girl. We have Marjorie Dill Armstrong. And doon sa Evil Genius na series on Netflix, they focus on the life of Marjorie Dill Armstrong. Like, I remember... Even yung childhood ni Marjorie, they kind of touched that part. Yeah, so Marjorie, she is also a very intelligent woman. And a lot of people na kilala siya described her as this girl with dazzling intelligence. And according to them, she still possessed an almost encyclopedic knowledge of literature, history, and the law. She is that smart. Smart girl, really intelligent girl. But sadly, she was diagnosed with tons of mental disorders like bipolar and paranoia. And she was also described as an extreme narcissist. So according to people who knew her, Marjorie is this kind of woman who thinks she's better and smarter than everyone else. She's just like that. Very narcissist and all that stuff. And Marjorie Dill Armstrong, is she's not... Um, she's not a stranger to controversy because when she was 35 years old, she actually killed an ex-boyfriend. Hindi lang siya na convict because she claimed that she is a victim of domestic abuse. But yeah, she admitted, right? She admitted that she killed her boyfriend talaga. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Marjorie is just this manipulative yet charming woman who used her beauty and intelligence to have guys do things for her. And because because of ano nga, because of Bill Rothstein, uh, Marjorie Dill Armstrong was arrested for the murder of James Roden. Bianca, di ba mo Marjorie was really manipulative? Yeah. Big sabihin, kasi di ba si Bill is also a smart guy. Ganun siya ka manipulative na kahit si Bill na manipulate niya to hide a dead body para sa kanya. Pero hindi naman totally kasi di ba she, she also wanted Bill parang uh, ipapagrind yung body? Tama ba? Yeah, ipagrind no no ilagay sa ice grinder yung frozen body oh ice grinder oh para walang evidence kaya nga i think a lot of people became interested with this girl with Marjorie Dill Armstrong kasi nga how did how was she able to get 
a guy hide a dead body for her. That's how manipulative and maybe that's how charming Marjorie Dill Armstrong is, right? But yun nga, the only evidence na naglilink kay Bill and Marjorie Arms, Marjorie Dill Armstrong to the Wells case is the fact na malapit yung pizza delivery address sa house ni Bill and yung nakasulat dun sa suicide note. And this is not enough for conviction. This is not enough to say na they were the ones responsible for this heist. So, even though even though we already have these two suspects na yeah, kind of make, make you think that maybe they're the ones who did it. Nothing significant happened until two years after. Like, for two years after, walang any um any significant updates on this case. Yeah. But, yun nga, two years after, a prostitute named Jessica Hopsick called the police to report that she knew Brian Wells and that he became one of her customers. She mentioned na nagkakilala sila ni Brian Wells through her drug dealer named Kenneth Barnes. So how is this related to the entire case? How is this related to Bill and Marjorie? It is connected because... Kenneth Barnes, yung drug dealer ni Jessica Hopsick, is actually a friend of Marjorie Dill Armstrong. Mm. And that's how it's all started. Police questioned Kenneth Barnes, and this is how they got a confession from him. According to Kenneth Barnes, Marjorie and Bill talaga yung masterminds mastermind in this whole heist and according to his story marjorie needed the two hundred fifty thousand dollars because she would pay him to kill her own father because marjorie thinks that her father is wasting his money which is supposed to be her inheritance kaya nila kailangan yung two hundred fifty thousand dollars para ipapatay yung tatay ni marjorie dill armstrong that's how it all started barnes also claimed that Brian Wells is on it on the plan. Like, he is part of the plan. He is a co-conspirator. And that's how they got a confession. And um, the testimony and confession of Kenneth Barnes, it was enough to convict Marjorie Deal Armstrong for the bank robbery and murder of Brian Wells. The jury also found Bill Rothstein guilty. But unfortunately, he died in 2004, which was three years before the conviction. So basically, ang nakakuha lang ng sentencing eh, are Marjorie Bill Armstrong and si Kenneth Barnes. But since Kenneth Barnes, Kenneth Barnes gave the uh, confession, nabawasan yung ano niya, nabawasan yung sentencing niya for this. But yeah, the jury also found Brian Wells guilty for conspiring with the robbery. <sighs> so what do you think of all this, Joshua? I think well, Brian Wells is really into this. Because according to the FBI, I mean, according to dun sa ano sa sa trial ni Marjorie Deal, di ba sinabi niya sa witnesses na Rothstein and Brian Wells knew each other. Na sinukatan pa nila si Wells para sa color bomb. Mm, Parang okay. alam ni Brian Wells yung plano, but hindi niya talaga alam completely what would happen. 
that would probably explain his calmness. So you're saying na alam niya na I don't know, you're saying na finake nila yung scavenger hunt and everything and Brian thought na hindi siya papatayin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tapos... Oh, okay. Remember yung kanina, yung XT Marjorie, which is James Roden? Yeah, yung pinatay niya? Yeah. So, according to Marjorie, Marjorie, Roden, and Brian Wells, they met at Barnes' house to discuss the bank robbery. Tapos, as part of the plan, James Roden was supposed to be the driver for Brian Wells. Okay. Yeah. Pero hindi yun ang nangyari. Kasi when Roden was about to warn the police na a robbery would happen, Marjorie killed him. Oh, okay. So, kaya nila pinatay si James Roden. It's because... Magsusumbong siya sa police. Okay. Alright, alright. Okay. Tapos, ang original na sinabi pala ni Marjorie kay Brian Wells na pag nahuli siya ng police, sasabihin niya na three black men forced the collar bomb on him. And were holding him as a hostage? Yeah. Actually, three. Di ko alam bakit. Kaso, nag-iiba-iba yun. Iba three, iba six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tapos, on the day before the bank robbery, nakita sila lahat sa bahay ni Bill Rothstein para yeah, to go over the plan. Tapos, ano, ang gagawin lang nila, parang basta final nun, ibibigay niya kay Rothstein yung pera. Siguro nga, to get yung daddy ni Marjorie papatay. Diba? Pero, the next day, Nung pagdating ni Brian Wells dun sa delivery address, dun lang niya nalaman na nag-iba yung plano. Natotoo yung bomba. Ah, okay. So, meaning to say, he already knows na it's um it's a real bomb nung moment na kinabit sa kanya? Yeah. But why why was he acting why was he acting calm inside the bank if he knows it's a real bomb? Siguro, in the back of his mind, iniisip niya, hindi naman nila to itutuloy since I have the money. Uh, this, uh, this statement was from Marjorie at her trial. Uh, actually, when the robbery was happening, both Marjorie and Barnes were watching Brian Wells robbing the bank, rob the bank while sitting in her car, which was a red jeep. Tapos, tanda din si Bill Rothstein. Pero may sarili siyang kotse. Kasi nga, Rothstein detonated the bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, after mamatay ni Brian Wells, siguro he detonated it kasi padating na yung bomb squad, di ba? Yeah, but it's just, I just find it weird na Brian Wells, I mean, when he realized na the bomb is real, bakit hindi niya binago yung story niya? Like, it would be easy to tell the police in front of him na these people are the ones involved, you should look into them. Pero hindi eh, up until the end, he's claiming talaga na six black, or three black men, or a group of black men jumped me and force me to rob a bank. I just find that kasi, weird. Ang naisip ko naman doon, baka kasi once na magsabi siya ng pangalan, i-detonate kagad. Kasi remember, they're watching him. So, meaning to say, they're not really planning na buhayin. Maybe they're not really planning na buhayin si Brian Wells. Yeah, if, if ano, shit hits the fan, they'll just detonate the bomb. But I don't think so. I think they're really planning to kill Brian. This is like... Uh, remember yung scene sa Dark Knight, yung first scene with the Joker, na pinatay nga yung mga kasama niya para maliit yung hatian Mm-mm. in the end? I think that's what they trying to do here. Like, they really tried to kill Brian para hindi na siya sasharean ng money. Pa- kaso, kung papatay nila si Brian, hindi abot sa kanila yung money. Nah, I, do- I think kasama, <laughs> I think kasama talaga sa plano na patayin si Brian Wells in the end. Like, hindi lang siguro nila na-anticipate na masastop agad-agad yung 
quote-unquote scavenger hunt ni Brian Wells. But I think they're not really planning to keep him alive. Kasi if you look at it, yung dynamic nung group nila dun sa heist, parang Brian is the is the weakest link eh. Pero yun nga, back dun sa sasabi ko kanina. Uh-huh. Diba, pagka-detonate ng bomb, lumipat si Marjorie and si Barnes dun sa kotse ni Bill Rothstein. Yeah. Kasi babalik na sila sa bahay ni Bill Rothstein. Pauwi na sila sabi ni Marjorie, kailangan nilang tumigil sa isang location kasi may kukunin daw siyang naiwan niya sa wooded area. Yun siguro yung item na, yung clue, remember kanina yung empty jar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yun siguro yung kinuha niya doon. Ah, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember this part na. This is not a confession by Marjorie Dill Armstrong. She just said na, she, diba, parang I remember she just said na, I'm gonna tell you this, but parang sabi niya, I'm not gonna confess to anything. But it was already enough. Yung narinig ng FBI from her was already enough to convict. Seka, what do you think of this case, Bianca? Um, it's just, okay, sige, I think by this point, it's not that of a mystery na, na Brian Wells is involved. It's just that, I think the mystery is here is why, why did Brian Wells get himself involved in this kind of robbery? Lalo na with the fact na people around him are saying na he's a good guy, he's a responsible employee, all that stuff. What do you think of that? I think he needed the money then. Or well, what for? Maybe to pay Jessica Hoopsick or something. Ah, Jessica Hoopsick, the prostitute, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian... I mean, is really is Ryan Wells really a good guy, or is this just you know this is just a fake image of him being a good guy? And if he is involved in the robbery, where would he use the money? Bakit niya kailangan yung money? Meron talagang something na kulang to truly solve it. Yeah, but like what I diba ka, Marjorie is a very manipulative woman, very manipulative person. Maybe yeah. he was able to manipulate Brian Wells into doing this robbery heist with them. Possible kasi first of all Brian is really based lang sa mga kwento he's really a good person. Baka mamaya minanipulate na Brian I really need this money ganun ganun. Uh, you know. So low-key nilandi ni Marjorie si Brian? Yeah. <laughs> Tsaka parang siguro sinabi niya na this is this this is ah this isn't a real bomb. Kasi nagpasukat pa siya eh. Oo nga. Nag I think hindi talaga alam ni Brian na it's a real bomb until it actually exploded and eventually killing him, right? Yeah. Which is sad. Kasi kawawa if Brian's si Brian. a really good person. Kawawa huh? si Brian Wells, if you think about it. Yeah, kawawa talaga. But yeah, until now, the family, even after the conviction, after after the trial, the family was not really convinced that Brian Wells is in on it. They keep on saying that he's not, he's just a victim, all that shit. But again, if he's not involved in the heist, how would you explain yung action niya, yung behavior niya while robbing the bank? He was so calm. Maybe he was really manipul- manipulated by Marjorie. So yeah, at the end, at the end, walang, you know, they didn't get any money. Like, namatay si Brian Wells and Marjorie was sent into prison. But yeah, it's, but still, it's one of the most interesting murder slash ano, robbery slash murder case na I've ever encountered. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's it for our seventh episode. Again, that's the story of the Collar Bomber or the Pizza Bomber. 